Nurses, we just want to thank you for everything you do. We are ShiftKey.com. Log on today and connect to open PRN shifts in your area. Work when you want, where you want. You can even get paid next day. ShiftKey.com. Start today. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. This particular episode is brought to you by Jockey. Yes, the ones who ride horses. No, um, it's not brought to you by anyone. I don't have any endorsements, any brand sponsoring this podcast. It's truly done and uh, done by me just for you. Uh, absolutely no monetization happening. But I wish that someone like Jockey would um, endorse my podcast because um, it might sound like a household underwear, underwear brand, but I personally feel that Jockey's really saved my life during the lockdown. Because for the longest time, I was really impressed and I was uh, working towards um, and aspiring, let me put it, towards buying more and more branded um, pieces of clothing, right? You work up, you work your way up from your first paycheck. It probably was... Um, you know, men's favorite shop. If you're from Bangalore, you know what I'm talking about. Those, oh, those flowery synthetic shirts on Commercial Street. But then you work your way up, action shoes, uh, weekend uh, warehouse. My God, this is going back into like 90s Bangalore. Uh, none of you guys beyond Marath Halil get any of these references, but it's all right. This is basically like your old Navy Gap, you bastards. Um, or if you're from Bombay, you know what I'm talking about. Chiragdin, there's a shop called CDs, as the name suggests, very CD clothing. But um, these are old shops, but of course you work your way up. Then I remember when I got my first paycheck, my sister was still here. I mean, she's still here, but she's in Singapore. She was in Bangalore. Uh, she took me to um, Esprit. And I was like, ooh, Esprit. And it's all about the brands. And you, you find things like, uh, never fortunately have I owned a piece of Ed Hardy clothing that goes to say that um, I have people in my life who care about me, who prevented me from making such a vulgar choice in my life. Because, you know, someone like me would go for big branding, right? Because I can at least tell which brand I'm wearing. Uh, not the subtle shit with like, oh, is that the E for, um, I was, was going to say Hermes, but I think Hermes is an H. Whoopsie, just like last time I fucked up with something. But I want to fuck up every episode with some particular thing. But, um, you know, those big, big brands, like, like the subtlety, like LV, Louis Vuitton, very, very big. I would buy something. I would buy like an LV dildo, just like, pfft. I don't know why I need a dildo, right? Think through what you're saying, you prick, Sandeep. LVMH. Yeah? Oh, I thought someone's talking to me. See, this is what happens. I said dildo and I thought the whole house is listening in. That's what they do, you know, at the door outside. They're all just like, did he say something? Anti-Brahmin. Probably did. But um, what is I going to say? Yeah, big branding. Really appealing, right? Because um, even with cars... I don't like those jart stickers like, you know, the big Ferrari on a Zen or a, a big Lamborghini sticker on a Scorpio. But I'm talking about good branding, subtle branding. But um, I don't know. So the brands I went through, like, you know, uh, from I told you, from Esprit, then there was a brand called Springfield. Then there was, um, what are some of the other ones? Jack Jones, of course, that's the thing which, but this is all 10 years back. And then, of course, I've upgraded in class, Zara, fucking <laughs> the worst. And I, the reason I'm mentioning all these brands is because I'm coming to the point with Jockey. In India, it's very hard to get good cotton t-shirts. And Jockey has really, really almost 100% good cotton uh, track pants, chuds, uh, t-shirts. Of course, most people are like, oh my God, I wear it as an undershirt. Like, how can you call Jockey? And Who fucking cares? Under, outer, who cares? We're all inside. 
So jockey, uh, the whites and the blacks. Who you don't need more colors. Whites, you don't need big brands. I mean, they do have that J O C K E Y. Oh, J. I don't know the spelling. Somewhere there, but uh, jockey white, jockey black. There's another really good shop in Bangalore for good cotton stuff. None of these guys are endorsing me. It's called Cotton World. Some good stuff. After three washes, anyone can wear it. The dog, the mother, the father. The washes just really blend out. I mean, they just after a point, they're like Cotton World. We make good sacks and uh, in different shapes. Uh, sorry, sizes. Small sack, middle sack, medium sack, extra large sack. So after a point, it's just a tent and anyone can squeeze in. You have a big family, just buy a double XL. All of you can sleep under it. Cotton wool cares about everyone. Uh, it's not their tagline. I'm just making it up. But nice cotton stuff. Good cotton, good linen, good trousers. Um, you know, I was trying to buy some track pants, right? Because I'm trying to do some uh, working out. And uh, so I went to the typical site, right? So first of all, the dregs of uh, Mintra and Flipkart. Oh, my God. Fucking synthetic shit that gives you body odor. Why the fuck would you want to wear that? And most of these things have like rayon or they have spandex or they have some form of lycra or they have some form of stretch. And I'm talking about everyone across the spectrum from Zara, which, by the way, is the shittiest brand because um, they, um, if anything Zara should have is that our clothes are guaranteed with a hole in it. And uh, we will guarantee a rip in the fabric. Not a rip along the seam lines, a rip in the fabric within six months months. Because that's what Zara, you go with your friend, you buy a pair of trousers, he buys the exact same pair of trousers in the same size, the same color. You probably have a hole in the crotch, he probably has a tear in the cuff. Who knows? That's Zara. They guarantee you one thing, that's shittiness. And they haven't endorsed me either. I suppose they would never, based on this review of their clothes. But, um, you know, things like Marks and Spencers, you know, I used to buy some of the Marks and Spencers, the plain t-shirts, the v-necks, but even that Lycra and some other material. Um, then, you know, the other ones, of course, the big brands are all collapsing, like your diesels have shut down. I don't know about G-Star and all those big big denim brands. Um, I typically just go to the shop called Urban Culture, also earlier in Bangalore, known as ANS Exports, not to be mistaken with ANS, ANS Exports. Um, they have some good export surplus, also known as Export Rejects. But if you want to buy like a second-hand car, you'd never say that. You'd say a pre-owned car. So this was an export surplus. Uh, they have some, you know, some really, really gaudy Armani shirts, which were probably from Chiragdin, but they just slapped on Armani. And uh, but might as well. It's anyway going to be thrown away. So you rather mm, don't burden anyone else on it. Uh, but yeah. So then you have, of course, uh, these guys have good some good t-shirts. Very thick cotton, uh, super dry. I don't know why this has become a podcast about fashion. But super dry, very thick stuff, though not meant for our climate and unnecessary paying six thousand rupees for a t-shirt. So your am likes of Amazon, I was with the track pants. So I went and I saw, okay, you know, typically if you're working out, you go for a Nike or an Adidas or a Puma. And all of the fucking spandex, uh, rayon, it's got like some material that breathes your soul and sucks your ass and makes you run three inches faster. And who needs that shit, dude? I'm going at like fucking 0.2 kilometers on my cross trainer. Cross trainer, which a 30-year-old doesn't even do. I'm not 30, 37-year-old guy. You're supposed to be running and inspiring and aspiring to be a marathon runner, Iron Man. And I'm just sitting here like a dobi fucking on a cross trainer, just fucking doing so i don't need high performance um clothing like under armor or you know the soups dry fit or you know ball hugging jeans or ball hugging joggers that take away three seconds that shave off three seconds of your uh, your timing and three hairs of your testes as well you don't need that so then i saw van Heusen. they have some joggers but fucking i don't know so jockey uh, this is uh, not brought to you by Jockey, but I've uh, gone back to Jockey. Not the most amazing branding, which is fine, but good cotton t-shirts for the most part. Uh, if you find any other good brands, let me know, dude, because um, the really good cotton brands, especially the sustainable ones, are really expensive. Um, not really expensive, but it's just a pain to get them. My wife is all about that, right? This brand called Evelyn. She's like, Evelyn t-shirt, it's so good. It looks exactly like Cotton World, but it's from New York, so there's some charm to it. 
right? So she's in the other room. Um, a lot of the sustainable stuff looks like the stuff uh, from Chickpeat, but it's obviously, you know, got a story behind it about um, Pramila, a worker in Bangladesh who got paid fair wage. She stitched it, and every stitch um, that she put into it did not evoke emotion or a tear and every stitch helped her family <laughs> i shouldn't be doing this really cruel but that's the story they write they knit into the entire packaging so three rupees and each word and stitch adds to like five 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 dollars therefore a chick bait bangladesh t-shirt which typically is shitty uh because zara's fucking made them into horrible uh working conditions is given a lot more respect and fair wage and becomes a nice t-shirt anyway that's it's something you should do but uh one thing you should definitely not encourage is just this kind of shitty buying because i'm i'm to blame as well but like the kind of clothes you get on mintra and flipkart is this like they almost are like we're going to throw it throw it away anyway we might as well get some money for it so why don't you guys pay us so <laughs> it's pretty much that why don't you guys pay us for us to throw it away I mean, not only the shapes, man. Those most of the denims that people wear—it's just like, oh, it's it's. You give a child like a cloth and scissors and say, "Make something." That's Mintra. Mintra. We made kids may do something with scissors. It's it's craft class. I think the stuff you get at Mintra and Flipkart is craft class. Amazon as well. Jeff Bezos, fucking two hundred billion. That's his worth now of selling shit. It's a shit we need, I suppose. That's his brilliance and our idiocy. Idiocy. <laughs> Just get off the podcast, Sandeep. That's his um, success and our idiocy of buying crap. And he knows it's crap we need. But um, completely deviated and digressed from the topic of today's podcast, which is I'm glad I was a bad student because um, if you listen to most of these guys who are success stories, I'm not saying I'm one of them, um, they were not bad at studies but they never sort of conformed to the conventional education system yes of course they had a good start they had privilege they had a brain they had an idea and they had commitment and they fucking worked hard and they were shrewd manipulative businessmen and women if you look at bill gates you look at jeff bezos um and of course brilliance in the mind in the idea to pursue uh, and commit to a particular sense of need that people are looking for if you can match that that's a smart businessman and of course bill gates has proven that jeff bezos selling crap to the world amazon prime it's a shittier prime that it's just shitty amazon prime the shittier stuff that gets to you quicker um by the way all the, my episodes are playing on all these platforms so i i no, i'm not surprised that no one uh, even can discover my podcast because i've shot on every brand that has any potential of endorsing my podcast um i don't know maybe i should go for what's that really victoria's secret i don't know i don't know why would they endorse my podcast why may come up with victoria's secret uh Uh, that, 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 that's a good, good tagline at Victoria's Secret we're not hiding much that's a good tagline <laughs> look within Victoria's Secret Victoria's Secret think outside the box <laughs> Victoria's Secret if it's a muff in the buff no anyhow they're not going to sponsor it but um, I was not a conventional uh, student in that sense right I was not academically driven I forced myself and my mum made sure I was a good student so I wouldn't stick out be a blind and bad student pretty much recipe of disaster only thing missing is I was a homosexual or I had problems with my identity and my gender but pretty much I didn't have that I was forced out of it and uh, I was I got through school I got through my 11th and 12th I got through college barely I got through university which was kind of combined college and university I don't know the difference really but uh, apparently a university has different departments but a college has you know under the one umbrella of 
liberal arts. Found out recently. Did you know that? Bangalore University. We have departments in all spaces, but absolutely fuck all in all. Uh, but Bangalore College, yeah, good at nothing. But at least one thing they're not good at. Difference, college, university. And um, what is school then? School is just that we're feeding more shit into this university college system. That's the whole idea. Um, but yeah, so I was not good as a student. And a lot of my classmates who were toppers, who really liked the idea of studying and getting that uh, academic prowess in the education system, therefore fulfilling and checking all the boxes with like topper and ICSE, ISC, CBSE, SLC. I'm just covering all the boards. I don't know why. It's, I'm not trying to be inclusive. Fuck that, right? Um, I mean, fuck that in the sense. Yeah, fuck it. Um, topper and ICSE, topper and uh, CBSE, ISC, and then they get a topper in BCom, BBM, law, BLLB, engineering. And then they fucking now they're doing things like... Um, I mean, they're doing, they're doing things that the education system is built for, to create worker bees who are great at doing what they're told and excelling at that. Whether it's the biggest Fortune 500 company or whether it's the startup, it's the few who are leading the many. And the, the few are the ones who are typically bad or not uh, great at conforming to standardized testing or the, uh, the the various kinds of syllabus or the syllabi that were prescribed by the various education systems they went to, uh, whether it was at a postgraduate, undergraduate, or a K through 12 system. And the reason I am glad is because if I was a good student and I got a good SAT score, went to a good college, and I went to a decent college, but if I had gone to like a really good college, I'd probably come out of the system ready for fucking picking, right? Ready for harvest by the big companies. Oh, this guy's visually impaired. I know a lot of visually impaired people working at corporates. God bless them. Fucking they have a sustained, steady income, which I don't have, but it's, you know, their call versus mine. But what happens is that you end up becoming a part of the, a cog in the machine. You become a person who's just churning out more and more work for their profits. And sometimes you forget to think about your situation and uh, why you're here when you're a good student. Because by the time you actually get to that place going, why the fuck am I here? It's not probably too late, but it's probably, oh shit, okay, uh, now I need to really revisit a lot of things. And uh, that's why when I'm uh, saying that I'm glad I was a bad student is because it made me think really on about my various other options in uh, outside the corporate world, outside conventional jobs, outside things that the education system trains you for. So I was uh, forced to, um, you know, look at a very bleak future and tell myself, fuck, okay, I don't have many options. I tried doing a corporate thing. I was fucking pointless there. And I, pointless. So I think even from the company's point of view, I was, they were just doing fucking charity work by hiring me. I was really not acquired there. They just gave me some money for a year, which I could use to buy Esprit uh, clothes. And uh, even advertising, I didn't fit in. I, didn't, I, I was not good at it, even though a lot of people call advertising a creative space. And it kind of forced me into doing stand-up. Um, I wasn't young by any means, by the Indian calendar of achievement kind of uh, path or the graph. But it really pushed me into that. And, you know, even things like how to get into the business side of comedy and podcasting, I kind of taught myself by looking around, by looking at other people's um, examples, by listening to other people. And these are people from across the spectrum, from podcasting, from, from the entertainment business, people from the event space, people from even technology. And there's also a problem sometimes if you can, it's a consumer's market. So you can constantly consume what Joe Rogan's saying on his podcast with his guests or what um, Sam Harris is saying on his podcast or, or even like these YouTube videos you catch of the success, the rise and fall of Malia or Jeff Bezos. And it's great. It's great. But you have to apply it and do something about it. Not just sit there going, fuck, I consumed 85 GB of content. Yeah. And 
audio books, listening to books and listening to a lot of various authors who I couldn't read as a child because I didn't have access really helped me, you know, because I think reading like the whole Wilbur Smith series and reading how those guys who were the first settlers, uh, not always good because there was a lot of shit which was not required, like the, the, the white uh, settlers doing the shit to the animals and the black people or black people and animals. But you see certain traits of resilience and certain traits of taking risk and challenging yourself and being trampled and being stomped on and then coming back and rising up. So these are things which uh, are fundamental lessons that get you through life, which education doesn't teach you. Because education basically tells you, you either fail or you pass. And that's not how black and white life is. So I'm glad I was a bad student because it pushed me in directions I never, um, never knew. And I was never told and I was never exposed to in our conventional education system. I was uh, stranded, but stranded with a sense of a foundation. And uh, fortunately, I had the opportunity to um, go, fuck, okay, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to do. So let's try this and let's try this. Some might work, a lot will fail. And I hate using those words fail and succeed, but I at least had an opportunity to not be a person who's um, feeding into the system where a few are generating a lot of wealth from themselves, using many to fuel that wealth. And I'm glad I'm not a part of it. This podcast is on Spotify, by the way. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to talk about something else on next week's episode. This is, um, I, I wrote it down. It's something I never do, but I wrote this down. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's so weird that I forgot the fucking topic. But um yeah, you don't want to say, look at it, my look at my face is going, huh, what did I write? But it's something very important, and um, I know it's important, and I should have remembered it. But um, I wrote down these two points. It's like, glad to be a failure. Uh, I mean, not glad to be a fuck again. I, glad, I forgot the topic of this episode. Glad I was a bad student. And um, yeah, now I'm just looking like a fool, like a goobie owl at the camera. I'll remember it, but of course, why do you need to know what I'm going to talk about in next week's episode? Because it'll be out there for you to listen to. And a quick uh, hello to all the regular listeners. I appreciate you guys uh, coming back every week. Um, you obviously can listen to this podcast on any platform for free or on YouTube with a video version of my new haircut. The headphones really don't fit because my hair just fucking fell off in this shape. Um, new listeners, this is now what I look like. Uh, thank you. And this haircut was given to me by my wife's masseuse. Her name is Anu, and she's starting a new service, Anu's Hairdressers. The apostrophe in Anu is very important. Otherwise, you'll probably end up with a sack, crack, and back wax. That apparently exists for men who want to get their back, their sack, and their um, crack waxed. So I got this done. And uh, don't tell me what you think, because I really can't do much about it. But um, I appreciate you listening to this and watching this. And I hope you back. Uh, hope you back. My third fucking bad thing for the episode. We hope you back. Hope you back. You're uh, For the next episode, do feel free to comment and share and uh, just fuck all that. Just come back in the next episode. I hope you enjoy listening to the Baby Bed podcast and the experience I provide for you on a daily Fuck, don't give spiels without preparing uh, for the experience I give you on a weekly basis. And this was not brought to you by Jockey or uh, none of the other shitty brands. Jockey not being one of them. Jockey's a good brand. And uh, endorse my podcast. All right. Till next time. Goodbye. God bless. Take care of yourselves. Cheers. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.